When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey there, welcome to The Tent. I'm your host, Scott Feldman, and it's time for another foray into the world of aquariums from a slightly different perspective. You know, there's a point in every botanical-style aquarium where our initial work is done and it's time for nature to take over. It's a point where the breaking down of the botanicals begins, allowing a patina of biocover and biofilm to cover some of the surfaces, removing that crisp, harsh, kind of new feeling. It's where embracing that Japanese philosophy of wabi-sabi makes a lot of sense, accepting the you know, transient nature of things and enjoying the beauty of the changes that occur over time. Botanical style coins are literally the epitome of this idea. And of course, once the botanicals start softening or breaking down, it doesn't mean that your job's done or that you're just an observer from that point on. Nope, it means that you're now in a very cool phase of actively managing the aquarium. And by managing, I'm emphasizing observation rather than intervention. Making minor tweaks as necessary to keep the aquarium healthy and moving in the direction, aesthetically, functionally, and otherwise, that you want to. Excuse me. And it really starts with decomposition. Our old friend, decomposition of plant matter, leaves, and botanicals, occurs in several stages. It starts with leaching soluble carbon compounds. Uh, They're liberated during this process. Another early process is the physical breakup or fragmentation of the plant material into smaller pieces which have greater surface area for colonization by microbes. And of course, the ultimate state to which leaves and other botanical materials evolve is our old friend, detritus. And of course, the very word, as we've mentioned many times here, has frightened and motivated many hobbyists over the years into removing as much of the stuff as possible from their aquariums whenever and wherever it appears. Siphoning detritus is sort of a thing that we are asked about nearly constantly, and This makes perfect sense, of course, because our aquariums, by virtue of the material they produce, uh, or utilize actually, produce substantial amounts of this stuff. Now the idea of detritus takes on a different meaning in the botanical style aquarium. Our aquarium definition of detritus is typically dead particulate matter, including fecal material, dead organisms, etc. And bacteria and other microorganisms will colonize this stuff and decompose it and remineralize it, etc, etc, essentially completing the cycle. Again. Decomposition is so fundamental to our game that it deserves mentioning again and again here. And I've talked about detritus before too, and I refer you to some of the many, many podcast episodes and blogs we've done on detritus, so, and you get kind of get my take on it. But perhaps one of the most natural phases that we have is, is the breakdown of stuff. And it starts shortly after you set up the tank. Uh, It's a phase when you interact with your aquarium on a very very different level, a place where you get to play a role in the direction of your aquarium is going without constantly interrupting the natural progression taking place within that little microcosm that you created. And of course, this phase in our aquariums has a natural analog too. It mimics to some extent the period of time when those initial rains arrive and inundate formerly dry habitats, flooding forests and grasslands and transforming them into aquatic habitats once again. The sort of pause between storm Uh, The storms gives life a chance to make those little adjustments that are necessary during that transformation. As botanical materials break down, more and more compounds like tannins, humic substances, lignans, bound up organic matter in both the soil and the uh, leaves and so forth, 
start to leach into the water column in your, in your aquarium, just like they do in nature, influencing the water chemistry and the overall environment. Some botanicals, like leaves, break down within weeks, needing replacement if you wish to maintain that tint level or aesthetics that you've started to achieve in your aquarium. Others, like you know, seed pods and bark and so forth, last a much longer time. Knowing when to replace or add to them is sort of a subjective call, at least initially. Once you get used to working with them in your aquariums, you may be able to notice things like pH increases, TDS changes, or other environmental or water chem indicators or phenomena, which can kind of cue you in as to when it's time to replace or add to them. And that's part of the magic of this. There's so much to learn. On the other hand, many types of seed pods and other botanicals will last much longer periods of time than leaves, and they may not impart much in the way of tannins or tin seed substances to the water at all, simply because their very structure is different than softer, thinner leaves. Many will hold their physical form for a very long period of time and may not be releasing quite as much tannins or human substances maybe as they were initially, but they're still hanging on. Again, it's sort of a judgment call as to what you want to do and when. It's as much of an instinct and an art as it is a science. As we've discussed many times before, without the ability to measure the levels of the specific substances that the botanical items are imparting into your tank, and quite frankly, knowing just what they are and what is considered normal for the system, the best we're doing is nuancing it or guessing. Like so many other things in this hobby, you sort of have to take the best guess or just go with your instincts. Yeah, I know it's hardly the precise scientific boilerplate advice some of us might like, but it's the reality of this kind of aquarium and approach at this point in time. It's not like our example, for example, a reef tank where, you know, we have detailed chemical baselines for seawater parameters and 32 component uh, ICP OES tests to establish baselines and measure deviations from them. Nope, it's about nuance, observation, feel, and well, finesse, at least at this stage of the game. Obviously, you need to obey all the common best practices of aquarium management in terms of nitrogen cycle management, water quality testing, nutrient export, etc. in a botanical style of blackwater or brackish aquarium. However, you also have to apply a healthy dose of the above referenced emotional elements into your regimen as well. You need to keep yourself in check too. Remember, anything you add to an aquarium, wood, sand, botanicals, and of course livestock is part of the bioload and will impact the function and the environment of your aquarium. It's a foundational important thing to understand as is patience like even a restart you know when you restart a tank you still need to employ a ton of patience right like why rush things i mean we we tend to do that right i was wondering if this has to do with an inherent you know impatience that we have as aquarists or perhaps as humans in general just a desire to see a finished product as soon as possible something like that and there's nothing at all wrong with that, I suppose. It's just I kind of wonder what the big rush is. I guess when we view an aquarium in the same context as a home improvement project or meal preparation or even an algebra test, I can see how reaching some semblance of finished weeks takes on greater you know, significance. On the other hand, if you look at a botanical-style aquarium as you would a garden, an organic, living, evolving, growing entity, then the need to see the thing finished becomes much less important. Suddenly, much like a road trip, the destination becomes less important than the journey. It's about the experiences gleaned along the way, enjoyment of the developments, the process. In the botanical-style aquarium, it's truly about a dynamic and ever-changing system. Every stage holds fascination. Is there even a finish line in the aquarium other than the ones we impose? I don't think so. There's no rush required. Part of the reason why we celebrate the evolution of botanical-style aquariums here at Tannin Aquatics is because the very act of working with one of these tanks is an evolution. It's an evolution of our mind. It's a process, a celebration of sensory delights. Every aquarium has a cadence of its own, which we can set up, but we really need to let nature dictate the timing and the sequencing. 
to intervene in the process to speed things up or circumvent a phase is really to deny the opportunity for nature to do what she does best. It's what she's done for eons. We celebrate the process, the evolution. We savor the time it takes to see a tank mature in this fashion. We love new tanks just starting the journey because we know how they progress if they're left to do what nature wants them to do. We understand as a community that it takes time. It takes patience. And that the end of the beginning is part of the experience that we can savor the most of all because it's continuous. Stay diligent, stay patient, stay focused, stay observant, and always stay wet. Until next time, this is Scott Feldman from Tenant Aquatics. Thanks for spending part of your day with me, and I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of The Tenant.